Live from NPR News, I'm Janine Herbst. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin says he won't support his party's push for a sweeping overhaul of U.S. election law. NPR's Joel Rose reports that virtually guarantees the bill will fail in the closely divided Senate. In an op-ed in a home state newspaper, Senator Joe Manchin said he'll vote against the For the People Act, calling it a partisan bill. The West Virginia senator reiterated that position in an interview on Fox News Sunday. I think it's the wrong piece of legislation to bring our country together and unite our country, and I'm not supporting that because I think it would divide us further. The bill passed the House of Representatives on a nearly party-line vote. It would restrict partisan gerrymandering, strike down hurdles to voting, and bring more transparency to the campaign finance system. Manchin says lawmakers should focus instead on revitalizing the landmark Voting Rights Act, an approach he says could attract bipartisan support. Joel Rose, NPR News. Vice President Kamala Harris is traveling to Guatemala. It's the first leg of her first foreign trip in office. This after Harris had to change planes after a technical issue forced Air Force Two back to Joint Base Andrews in Maryland. NPR's Tamara Keith reports Harris has a challenging assignment ahead. Harris's trip will focus on the factors driving the influx of migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border. Poverty, violence, corruption, and natural disasters. As vice president, Biden had a similar mission. Her assignment is a lot tougher than Vice President Biden's assignment in 2014. Michael Shifter is president of the Inter-American Dialogue. I think the conditions have deteriorated dramatically. What Vice President saw in the region and the leaders that he met were far more sort of favorable and cooperative to U.S. interests and what the administration has to deal with today. Harris has said that she doesn't expect these problems to be solved quickly. Tamara Keith, NPR News. Even as coronavirus infections and hospitalizations drop across the country, in parts of rural Colorado, they're going up. Colorado Public Radio's Dina Sig brings us the latest from a county that's been particularly hard hit. Health officials say Mesa County in western Colorado recently had one of the highest infection rates in the country. COVID-19 restrictions were lifted here in mid-April when vaccines became readily available. But County Health Director Jeff Coor says less than 40 percent of age-eligible residents are fully vaccinated. We're getting a death a day approximately, and they're still coming. And a couple weeks ago, we saw a teenage young lady that died from COVID and You know, that's what this should be about is how can we protect our community and how can we get completely past this whole thing? Mesa County recently started weekly cash giveaways to try to entice more people to get their shots. For NPR News, I'm Stina Sieg in Grand Junction, Colorado. And you're listening to NPR News. The Virginia Supreme Court hears arguments this week over Governor Ralph Northam's plan to remove a 131-year-old statute of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. The court will hear arguments on Tuesday in two cases filed by people who want the statue to stay put in Richmond. One suit is from a group of property owners near the statue. The other is from a descendant of a signatory to an 1890 deed that transferred the statue, pedestal, and the ground to the state. Richmond, the capital of the Confederacy for most of the Civil War, has already removed more than a dozen Confederate statues on city land since the death of George Floyd. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have announced the birth of their second child, a girl who is named after the Queen and Princess Diana. NPR's Frank Langfitt has more from London. Lilibet Lily Diana Mountbatten-Windsor was born Friday morning in a hospital in Santa Barbara. 
both mother and daughter, who weighed 7 pounds, 11 ounces, are healthy, according to a statement by the couple. The choice of name is striking. Lilibet is a family nickname for the Queen, which fans of the Netflix series The Crown will recall. The name is seen as a gesture from the couple, who have described their former lives as senior royals as psychologically brutal. They moved to California last year. The name Diana is a nod to Harry's mother, who also had a famously difficult relationship with the royal family, including a bitter divorce from Harry's father, Prince Charles. Frank Langford, NPR News, London. And the baby is eighth in line to the British throne. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News.